Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious. Welcome to the Dancing with the Stars official podcast. I'm Lottie Ryan and joining me once again to chat about our favourite Sunday night entertainment, it is Brian Dowling, Gorlian and Lyra. Hello. Hello, yeah. And yet again, they are still here week after week. Won't go away. We won't. We aren't leaving. Shocked about who was eliminated last night. Oh, we've a lot to digress. We have a lot to talk about. So let's start as usual, guys. It's our show in one word and first up is Brian. Oh, you looked at her. You threw me. <laughs> I love when you go first. You said the word I will use to describe the show in one word from Sunday night mm-hmm. and that word is shocked. Okay. Shockingly good dancing. Shockingly not so good dancing and shocking elimination. When it came to the final, you know, the three people, Paul I did not see that coming at all. My word, shocking. Lyra. I forgot my words. He took so long. That's it. It's gone. Was it shocking? He is not going to be any good at Scrabble or anything. That is one oh, word, no, no right? Good. Um, I thought it was quite educational. Oh, yeah. what? Says me. Nice. I know, yeah. Go on, my vocabulary. Elaborate for me there. I thought it was interesting to see how, like, the voting and the judges can come together and create a result that I was not expecting on Fair. this show, to be quite honest with you. I did not think Paul would be going. Him being at the top last week oh. and gone this week, I was... Preach. Educated. It's all to play for. Um, and I think, yeah, all three of us shocked about Paul and Slomay. Mm. Um, I just... My my jaw was on the floor last night and I, I couldn't believe it. So I think we should hear from Paul and Slomay. They Is he here? Are they here? Unfortunately not. Aww. However, however, they were chatting with James Patrice on the dance floor straight after the main show. Oh, how are you feeling? Ah, it's big. I'm good. Um, well, it, was, it was a great experience. So away and and. As I said, what, what, what song we started at the start is now is a lot better. So, but look, as I said, uh, obviously upset we got home, but it was a good experience. And of, can't course, yeah. of course, and I mean, Slummy, Paul has had, you know, we hate that word journey, but it has been yeah, a journey. No, no, look, you know, I mean, top of the leaderboard last week, yes. but an amazing, amazing result. Tonight didn't go so well, but I mean, he's given it everything, hasn't he? Yeah, of course, and you know, like everything happens. I'm a little bit sad because we won't dance anymore. No, no. At the highest <laughs> low, dance floor. Yeah. That's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Slummy, and did you agree with the judges tonight? Um, I was going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, uh, I was just confused, a little bit surprised yeah. because when when uh, I'm creating choreography, of course, like main director and choreographer knows. So a little bit I was confused not to do Argenti Tango. Then, you, you know, like tell me and I won't do. Exactly. Yes. So a little bit surprised, yeah. um, but that's okay. Tell me, I mean, it's been a fantastic experience. We've loved watching you. Have you enjoyed it? No, I haven't. It's been amazing. The whole crew, you're Yourself, like Sloan, we everything's been, yeah. uh, been unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, once in a lifetime kind of thing, so look, it's been, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, and in the end, I would like to say to hopeful everyone because, like, so amazing yeah, to be here. And thank you so much, That's everyone. It. Do you 
you know what I thought was absolutely hilarious was in his exit interview he was asked I think Jen asked him will you continue oh, dancing that's... and he couldn't yeah. have more quickly said, hell no no that's it I'm out I think he said it was his last ballroom dance ever in his life at least which is honest. saying a lot at least he's honest um, but uh, you know a shame for Salome to go out on what was repeatedly mentioned during the show her favourite dance to do the tango I know, I know. and her massive girl crush our I'm so sad. It's like breaking off. Listen, she's and still there, Lyra. She'll who's be in gonna, the pro dance? But who also is going to wear the tight, tight pants now? Listen, I will. <laughs> okay, he's in. Every Monday, I want to see those tight pants I'm on. I'm stacked exactly like Paul. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> Bombs of steel. Um, yeah. Coming up a bit later on in the pod, we are going to be catching up with none other than Judge Brian Redmond. Ooh. Ooh. None of that name, none of that name. <laughs> um, he's going to be giving the podcast a surprising revelation. Let us inside. The audience at home wants to experience that emotion with you. It's the week where I get closest to crying quite often. <gasps> and if nobody does that to me, that's a bad week for really? a death. Yes, I expect it. So he expects to cry. Is this dance dedication week? Yes, it is. That is emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. Plus, we have our pod exclusives, giving you the first insight into some of next week's dances and music numbers for dedicated dance week. Eight couples remain as the race to the glitter ball continues. So we're going to go through each of the performances because that's what we're here to do and it's what we love to do. Kevin and Laura, they opened the show on Sunday with their cha-cha-cha to Can't Heat by Jamiroquai. What a track, what a tune. Lyra, last week I think we felt that Kevin's work ethic is really starting to pay off. How do you think this week went? Still so good. Like he's improving every week. And I always find it really exciting to see who they have picked to open the show. I'm always like, oh, juicy. Who do they think should open it this week? And the fact that he was picked just goes to show that, you know, people have confidence in his dance. They have confidence. He's going to keep those viewers watching. And that's exactly what he's done because I love this. I thought he was great. His footwork was great. Everything about it really, to be quite honest with you. I love the yellow and red mm. combo. And did we see how the shirt was open? I seen some chest hair. I, I was like, is that, is that, do you think that's his real hair, ladies? Or was it stuck on? Mm-hmm, we'll get to that. And oh, oh I, I am just, I am starting you off Ryan, now. You get that shovel and you dig, boy. You dig. And can I just say, you can tell, Kevin's enjoying this. He looked, he was radiating confidence. But I'm going to use the S word. Oh, he God. looks sexy. Brian. Brian I'm a married man well I cannot but I'm sorry I think yay this dancing is good for him it's a I, yes for I me think, I think he he looks incredible in every way like you're saying his face is radiating a new confidence that he just did not have at the start of the show I love the opening of this number I loved the Saturday Night Fever disco vibes the lighting it was just what what you're saying Saturday Night Disco do you know what vibes it gave me? What? Jim Carrey in the mask. Oh my oh. god! Do you not think the, with the that suit? Was the outfit that was the outfit. I just it kind of gave me, but in a really good way. <laughs> Did you think he deserved a twenty? I'm going to say yes. Absolutely. It's week five. He's definitely improving. He's way more confident. And out of 
all the guys on the show, I think Kevin's had the most solo bits himself. He's come out a few of the numbers by himself doing his thing. So yes, give him 20. And, you know, Brian did point out that the cha-cha is the biggest challenge for him so far and to just keep oh, up that performance level. Yeah. I did cha-cha-cha to We Are Family with my whoa, whoa, sisters. Whoa, hang on a second. Dreadful. Did we just find a dance that Brian actually did? did? on the oh, show. we have a revelation. <laughs> is this a pod exclusive? Pod exclusive. Hang on, Brian's hang on. on the show. <laughs> I did the cha-cha-cha. It was in 1848. <laughs> <laughs> the cha-cha-cha. We, every time I hear We, we Are family, family, I feel nauseous. My six <laughs> sisters were in the dance with it me. Was it was incredible. fabulous. But the cha-cha-cha-cha, no. Me too, no. Brian. It was Dreadful. my worst dance of the whole thing. It's that movement. Why? What makes it so hard? Tell, oh, inform this left-footed woman. Yeah. Your legs are so straight and it's the the accents and the syncopation in the cha-cha. And the, that, it, the thing she's talking about. It's oh. so, I personally... What's the New York? I love New York, but I could never do the New York thing. I think it's called New Yorkers. Oh, you see? Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, guys. Carl Mullen and Emily Barker were up next with the, one of my favourite dances, a Viennese waltz to Louis Capaldi's Pointless. Um, this is, as Lorraine pointed out, one of the oldest dances that we have. And I think that's probably one of the reasons it's just so beautiful to watch it being performed. Brian, what did you think? Well, I mean, I know I kept saying I wanted Carl to be a little bit more serious. This was intense, especially the opening. I think I wrote down in my notes, it was a very fluid dance. He almost glided across the floor. This was hashtag effortless. I just love the story they're selling. Mm. I'm here to buy it. My favourite bit was when Emily leapt Oh, from the floor oh, yeah. into Carl's arms. But then she left him. Bye. Here was Carl's reaction on Sunday night. He was speaking with James Patrice after the main show. I don't know whether people would have like picked up on it tonight, but for whatever reason, I really felt a lot of pressure tonight. Like, look, obviously every week the pressure goes up, but there was just an element of, I really meant it, like the fact that Lewis came in, the fact that it's such a beautiful song, the fact that the job that Emily did in the choreography, it just would have been such a shame to kind of make a mess of anything. I, I wanted to do it just to solve it. I'm, I'm it was a very exposing dance as well because Carl's not done anything really like yes. it was a love story like it was very different so I think he did an amazing yeah. job I think that's a really good point at the beginning of this dance he was sitting there with his head in his hands and then he sees Emily I don't know if it was like a dream or a memory or something but it was definitely a side of Carl that we haven't seen on the show and I just thought it was stunning Lyra it was and that song and they got to meet Lewis I mean I was so gel were you? Yeah, he actually thought I want to meet him. He actually thought it was a lookalike initially. Yeah, <laughs> they sent in some cheap lookalike, and they're like, "It's Lewis Capaldi." What? It's, I think that song, anyway, regardless, is an amazing song. But the way they danced it made it extra emotive. When the music picked up and they picked up, I literally nearly had a tear in my eye. It was amazing and he looked so confident I felt like he didn't look like he was really thinking about his steps he just knew it he really got into the vibe he really got into the song and he just really worked the dance floor which I thoroughly enjoyed to watch and it wasn't awkward in any way shape or you form you said emotive you could even tell that Carl said this week he found it so emotional and you can see when he was talking to Jen how he was on the verge of tears and even talking to Diren and just proving how powerful the right dance with the right song 
incredibly moving. And with a Viennese waltz, you know, the frame is so important and it's really difficult to master. And the footwork in a Viennese waltz, I was watching his feet and he was just, he was really, really nailing it. And the judges, they didn't, it didn't go unnoticed. Lorraine said, beautiful frame. I love it tonight. Arthur said that you, he was stripped back. He was cool, romantic. His shoulder line was immaculate overall. I think um, Bula bus for Carl. Well, well, well done, Let's give it up. Well done. Now, Stephanie Roach and her Venus Merfeldes are next on the floor with a pass doble to John Gibbons and some some woman. Just like the way we go. Come on, sing alive. Oh my God, could we all do a song? Now, why can't she put that much effort into pod exclusives? Where are you know, when we're sorry, doing pod exclusives? Oh. So obviously, Lyra, we're going to have to start with you because it's your track. It's a paso from Stephanie. What What did you feel watching it? I felt so proud. I genuinely did. And like, as I say every week, I write my notes before the judges' comments and I'm sticking to them. That's it. And I wrote that I thought this was a very strong performance from her. I felt like when she was dancing on her own, she held it together. She really did. She done a lot of solo dancing this week. Also, she was hitting all those beats. Obviously, I know those beats inside out. I dance around the station myself. Not as good as that. I'm a bit more like I'm being electrocuted. But anyway, <laughs> she was hitting all the beats at the right time with her hand movements, with her feet movement. I felt like they were very hard on her. I'm just saying this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm doing it. It's out. Do it's it. out in the We're open. live. We can't stop you. I, that's it. I'm like, uh, I felt like she looked like she was really enjoying it. She got into character. I felt sorry for her and I could feel her disappointment when she was being critiqued because she even said in the VT, like, I've worked really hard this week on this. And I felt like she was really proud of it. She should be really proud of it. And I stick by my word as not just because it's my song, FYI. Well... I, Pride. Oh, the luck. <laughs> I think you're totally right in the sense that she couldn't hide her facial expressions. Mm. It's funny how people can see a dance so differently because you loved how she interpreted the character, yet Brian said she misinterpreted the Paso character and that it needed a bit more body movement for him. What did you think, Brian? See, this is where I think lines can be blurred on a show like this where the viewers are thinking one way Mm. the contestant and the judges you know this is a show you know that I've been on that you've been on that you sign up for you are going to be critiqued that's it's the sixth season of the show everyone knows exactly how it works you may put six eight ten hours into dancing every single day I may get a three or four and some I may just get an eight that's the type of show that it is I have empathy for anyone that works so hard and they don't see the results that's just the show the Charleston she absolutely aced this for me lacked a bit of pace and a bit of energy I do agree with you the opening was so strong it was almost like this was her tour she was the pop star and these were the videos that were playing beforehand and I feel for her she'll come back next week and she'll attack again but this is what the show is about even us here every week Mm -hmm. we'll critique the show very very differently and people may disagree but on a show like this you want everyone to have 
different opinions yeah, of what absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Exactly. And you know what? You're so right. I remember when I did a Paso on the show and it was so, so tough. I was black and blue with bruises. I was exhausted and I was in a dance-off then that week. And it is so upsetting because you're like, I have busted myself. Mm. How have I ended up in this position? But you just have to get back on the horse the next day and think, I am doing this. I am not giving up. I'm going to keep ploughing on and I'm just going to keep working hard. Next up, Shane Byrne and Karen Byrne um, are up next with their salsa. Now, okay. Before we get into their fab performance from Shane, at this point in time... <coughs> trying to clear my throat. Yeah, go on there now. Hang on, I'm ready, go. I think a slight issue from last week's podcast needs to be addressed. <coughs> What's the issue? Actually, I didn't know if Shane's hair was his own hair or a wig. So it took me a while to go, is that his hair or is that a wig? Because on a show like this, you just never know. It was his own hair. No, it was a wig. It was a wig. Yeah. It was a wig. It was oh a wig. God. It was a wig. That wasn't his hair, Brian. Brian. What? I thought it was his hair too. With a bit of volume powder stuck inside and a bit of extension. No, 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 no. That was a wig. Move over, tea. Panty. Move over. I love how sure I sound. <laughs> you were so confident. Listen, listen, I feel I must make a statement about my fake news Make it loud. And make it proud, girl. That a real hairstyle was actually the wig. Of course, it wasn't. I just want to say, okay... I was at the show. Oh, this you're making it worse for yourself. <laughs> Keep going. And I, I stood in front of Shane, <laughs> and I was like, "God, you look amazing! This costume is so wonderful." And in my brain, I went, "What an amazing wig! wig. It looks so natural." I genuinely thought it was a wig. I didn't think it was going to cause as much controversy as it did. Uh, you're not giving me props for saying it was his own hair, Brian. Props. Brian, I also did say it was his own. Hair. So, oh, did you? Yeah. You did not. I said, I thought that was his own hair. Oh, my God. I it's there know that. in black and white. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, it's all on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made a mistake. Okay, and I'm not. And are we addressing Damien also sprayed his oh, hair yeah. black? Are we addressing yes, that? Yes, you winner. Sorry, that's two for two. Winner, yeah. winner, chicken dinner. You're doing so good. I actually would like some chicken now, actually. Listen, yeah. and I just would like to say then, fair play to the hair department. Caroline, make, yes. Making his natural hair look so incredible that I believed... It was fake. It was fake. But they actually, with product and tools, <laughs> managed to make compliment. it do that. I'm it's checking a in. compliment. <laughs> Back to Shane and Karen's performance to Jim Carrey's Cuban Pete. Brian, did you succumb to his salsa rhythm? Well, he needs to change his name to Mr. Rhythm Burn because I was here for it. Me it was too. so fun. Me too. It was so camp. It's high energy. And this is why we critique people in different ways because different people bring different stuff to the party. If I'm having drinks and I'm bringing different people, I want an eclectic mix of different personalities, people that are great at this. And that's what's so good and diverse about this show is we critique different people. Is Shane the strongest dancer in the competition? No, but he doesn't need to be the strongest dancer in the competition. The steps were there. The fun was there. Let's talk about lifts. He did a lot of lifts. They're Free. not yeah, easy. Three, three and lifts and no right? splatter. Uh, <laughs> no splatter. <laughs> Yes, no splatter. No splatter. And one of them was a spinny thing. That's 
work in itself to get that right, especially with Karen. She's a pro. And as a guy who's done the show, you can't drop the girl. If you drop the girl, A, you seriously <laughs> into them and you will look like a fool. You and out. you'll never be trusted well, I again. Say, I know you're saying he's not the best dancer in, in the competition. But I don't think he needs to be the best dancer no, in the competition. I, I, but I will say... The man's hips can move. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I thought the routine had incredible content. Brian said, he is the entertainment. Ent- so entertaining. And you know what's really good is that, you know how some seasons have a joke act? The person that is really kind of good, but doesn't quite nail the dancing. That's not Shane because no. he's bringing the comedy, but also the dancing. Yeah, but that was down to Karen's choreography. She wasn't just giving him a jokey routine for him to be some kind of a comedic character. She gave him some real choreography choreography didn't she and she does believe in him obviously giving him those moves and as you said like giving him an actual dance to go with the entertainment shows that she believes he can dance she's not trying to hide him she's not trying to hide any bits that he can't do she believes in him that he can do it it was fabulous the whole thing was fabulous So, are you a super fan of Dancing with the Stars? Does your house come to a standstill every Sunday for the big show? Well, then we on the pod want to hear from you. If you've got any questions you'd like to ask us, for instance, Lyra, what exactly is the Uppy Downy thing? I mean, I think I just would have to do like a video on what I think it is because I don't think I can even explain it. Uppy Downy, flicky. Or or what colour was the suitcase? Yes, thing? what? Color was the case. Then we want to hear from you. Dancing with the Stars super fans, drop me a DM. My handle is at Lottie Ryan one on Insta and we will put your questions to anyone we can find, really, I suppose. Because we're, we're all getting it wrong on a weekly basis with stuff. Obviously. We need an independent adjudicator to come uh, in here. Yeah, I obviously have a black and white TV because I couldn't tell the colour of the case. So any, they can ask anybody. They can ask us, the panel here, the judges, or, of course, you know, the celebrities and their pro partners, who, whoever you want, really, and we will do our best to put those questions to them. So go on, do it now. Find me on Instagram, Lottie Ryan one and pop me a DM and I will do my very best. On with the dancing delights, Brooke and Robert. They're next with their samba to the Eurovision bop, slow-mo by Chanel. Now, of course, a samba requires a huge amount of confidence, first and foremost, in my opinion, because as we saw with Brooke and Robert, there's so much of it where she is on her own and she is not in hold with him. And it technically, a samba can be a celebrity killer. We've heard this said by the judges a thousand and one times. Brian, did Brooke deliver for you this week? Did she deliver? Oh my goodness. First of all, another word beginning with S. Speed. Mm. The way she covered the floor. Incredible. Another word beginning with S. Shaking. She wasn't shaking. Her body was trembling from her toe to the top. I'm going to say of her own hair. Could have been a wig. I don't know. I'm joking. Of her, of her own hair. I mean... She, I mean, she was like, how she any teeth left? She was just like an electric she eel. She was very out of breath at the end. She, yes, this was, I mean, it is known as the celebrity killer. But I think Arthur said, has she, has the Samba, I'm saying it's a she, has the Samba met Brooke before? Because this was incredible. But she it, killed the Samba. The Samba did not kill her. I no. tell you that much for something, girl. And Arthur said, if this was the, if this was the Eurovision, you would get douze She yeah. definitely would. She was amazing. Like, you know, the way 
where you were saying that she does a lot by herself because obviously she has that ability to just own the dance floor by herself. But also educational, what I've learned from the judges is, you know, when they do that shadowing, it makes... Guys, look at me. I'm oh, such a pro now. Who are you? What's this happening to me? Quite possibly the first time I've heard Lyra use the correct technical term. Yes. I'm shook. Shadow. So anyway, when she was doing the shadowing thing, and then I add thing onto the end of it. Why not? I'm Ruined from Cork. It. Anyway, <laughs> right. And they say that when you do that with a professional, it can really show the celebrity, you it know, maybe them, yeah, yeah, not course. being able to dance as well. She can. She should be shadowing all her life because she is just that good that she is like a pro dancer. She and, really is. And I think um Robert's choreography here, he threw the kitchen sink at her. Like he was not at one point, you know when it started and she was doing her thing and he was running on. I went, he missed it, he's late, he's late. <laughs> Five, six, seven, park. he missed it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, in the, he's in the car park again. But no, that was the whole I was like, he's trying to catch up with her. Because I was also seeing her, she's the one in control. She's yeah. acing this. The one thing I wasn't a fan of Ooh. the ending. I what? didn't. The splits. I, the splits and him in front. I just. I just didn't get that. It was such a strong I dance. Wonder, it could a, have been better. Was there a timing issue? Because she. She did say when they got up to the box afterwards. I jumped into the splits there. It's not supposed to be the way it goes. I'm supposed to gently slide into them. And Rob was like, "Are you okay? I didn't know you were jumping into." Well, them. then thankfully he was at the front, so no one's seen it. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but she can do the splits. So I, she I, can, I, obviously. I can too. Can I can't. You? No, well, you go on, know. Do it now. Down you go. Wow! Yeah, oh, my amazing. leg. Oh, my God. Poor paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the dance floor, it is Panty Bliss and Dennis Samson with their Charleston to the Puppin Sisters putting on the Ritz. Here's Panty and Dennis's reaction to coming top of the leaderboard on Sunday night. How does that feel? About bloody time, Anna. We're delighted and thrilled that yeah. finally they saw the We've worked, worked hard. And thank you. Have you are deserved, darling. Aww. Dennis is the best teacher. He is, yeah, but it's yeah. so true, Dennis. He said it yourself. Panchi, she gives it everything. Oh, yes, doesn't absolutely. She? Every second, every day, guys. Everybody worked hard. But Panty Bliss worked double. You know, Lyra, I think this is probably one of all of our favourite dances to do, um, to do, to watch. To, or to, um, do. to do. Or to do. Did you do this one, Brian? Yes! yes! Another pod exclusive! Woo! And it was probably my favourite one he did, I think. She remembered! Woo! What did you think, Lyra? I love this. I don't know how she's doing this in the heels. Mm. I genuinely don't. Like, the feet have to move so fast. I loved her lifting Dennis. I yes. was like, yes, I'm here for this. Switch it up. It was interesting to hear Panty say, I'm bruised, I'm in pain. And because you, you get an insight into, you know, it's not as glamorous sometimes underneath it all for the celebs. They go through so much. And at this stage of the competition, their bodies are aching. But also some sad news. Panty's not on the show next week. She's Ooh. in Marbella and she's sending in Rory. So now, we've so not seen Rory dance before, so Panty's topping up the tan. I'm excited to see Rory. Dedicated dance week, completely stripped back. What's Rory going to bring to the party? No wig, 
no makeup, no corset, no corset, no heels. It's a whole different thing. And for viewers, who's that? What's going on? Brian no, did say that their routine was ridiculously brilliant. Not much wrong with that. Imagine Brian Redman telling you there's not much wrong with your Charleston. I mean, 999, call the police. I mean, when are we going to get our first 10? We're halfway through the competition. I, I really thought we'd have one by now. I thought we'd have one by now. I think maybe could. I think Panty could have got a 10, you know? I, yeah. To be honest with you, I thought Panty was going to get yeah. a 10, at least one 10 last yeah. night. Maybe we've been giving them so much sick about the scoring, they're scared to give 10s nowadays. They're afraid. <laughs> Damien McGinty and Kylie Vincent are next. They're performing a quick step to scouting for girls. She's so lovely. Brian, we're really seeing Damien give more confident performances over the last couple of weeks. So do you think that this one was up there? How, how did it go for you? Oh yes, the last few weeks he is glowing and growing in confidence, smiling. Also, this number, the quick step was quick. This had so much content. There was so much going on here. And I love when partners are dressed the same. I love that mirrorness of the guy and the girl. I just think it looks so good. One question, what was the secret handshake all about? What did it mean? Are they sending each other a secret message during the dance? What's happening? I don't know. Lorraine asked the same mm. question. I thought you'd be able to tell us because Arthur said he was going to explain it you to You know, her. Arthur oh. tells me nothing. Oh, fair. Do you oh. know? I don't know. What do you think I it can't meant? barely dance. I have to mind you secret handshakes. <laughs> it, it was almost like part of the choreography. And it was... Was that the thing you do, you know, when you're in school with someone and all the best friends go... Yeah. yeah. What did it mean? I have no idea what it meant, but that's something that I will add to my list of questions, questions that I need. Yes. To ask. But great quick step. Great. Arthur yeah, really said good. the competition has awoken something in you. And I really believe that. And we have heard Damien say he didn't think there was a more powerful way to tell stories other than acting and that learning to dance has proven him wrong, that he feels like it's another way to tell stories. And like, remember oh, he called himself awkward at the very Aww. first show weeks ago. Aww. Didn't he say he was awkward and something else he said about himself? And now look at him. He's the furthest thing from awkward. I, I thoroughly enjoy watching him and obviously Kylie is incredible. Um, Brian did say, would like to see you use your feet technically correctly. What, he did or he didn't do it correctly? He didn't do it. He didn't. He was saying he that didn't. his legs are too wide or something like that. He's been saying that for a few weeks now. I did pick up on that too. Oh, As you've in, like, been I listening. did pick up on the comment. Yes. I'm trying to educate myself, is my keyword this week <laughs> education. Listen, it's running through the podcast. I it's get it. I'm here for it. But isn't it funny again? Brian's probably thinking, he can do this. Oh, yeah. He can do it. Of course. So he's close your that. legs, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Last to take to the floor on Sunday night, by no means least, Suzanne Jackson and Michael with a contemporary ballroom routine to Keeping Your Head Up by Birdie. They're the first couple this season to do contemporary ballroom. First things first, her costume, when those lights went on and that costume glistened through her shoulder and down her arms because her lines in that contemporary ballroom from her shoulder to her fingertips, it was just like a glisten through her arm it was just so beautiful and I feel what as a viewer this looked like the most comfortable she's been on the dance floor now granted I know for the ladies taking those heels off and being let dance barefoot oh yeah that feeling it's so freeing it's so really good. really freeing and I just thought she looked free yeah. She was like free from all the tension she's had for the past few weeks, the anxieties. I just thought 
this was her moment. I kind of feel like maybe was it her moment because, like you said, she did feel free not only from the shoes and all that, but like this is a free dance. Like this is a Mm -hmm. dance where like there is kind of no rule book in a way. Like this is about you and you expressing your body through dance. And she really got into it and she really just delivered on that. This is my favourite type of dance. Like if I was ever to be on Dancing Stars, if they could let me just do this type of dancing every week, I'd be like, sign me up because it's so beautiful. Actually, I feel like this is what you do when you're on stage. Yeah, I leave out my inner Kate Bush. I'm like, oh, the banshees are Do you are wear no shoes? No, I wear tie-high boots. Good. Six inches. Nice, I expect that from Here you. I if go. I see you with no shoes, I'm like, nah, not buying it. I want it. my money back. Put the <laughs> 10 inches back on. I think this was a very striking performance mm. and also a lot of pressure. First contemporary ballroom of the season, Absolutely. which means you want to score high mm-hmm. and you want it to be super memorable because you want the bar to be that high that if anyone else does it, they're going to be compared to her version of it. But Brian, she got 25. I thought she should have got Well, now see, I think I agreed with Brian. She's phenomenal on the show. And also she's had the J word. She's had the journey. Yeah. She's right. I get it. But I think she could have went a little wilder. I think she could have been a bit grittier with it and a bit kind of raw because you want that from contemporary ballroom. 25 is still incredible. Mm. I think if you added all my weeks together, I probably would have only got 25 (laughs) my whole time on the show. That's incredible. But again, we expect a bit more from her now because we're going, you know, week six. We're going into week six. I know she had that one week where, you know, the dance didn't go her way. She's had a dance since then. I feel like we all know once her confidence is knocked, I feel like it has knocked her massively and we're all just expecting her to like get up there and go back to what she was week one. It will take a while to get back to week one because she had no mistake. She was on this journey. She was starting out. She's had a little fall and she's getting there still, I think. And I can't wait for her to get really back in the game. If this is what she's doing, when you can see that she's still a little bit holding back... When she's full force, this woman's going to be deadly. Huge kudos to them at this stage of the competition, being able to get over that kind of a hurdle and have the ability to go out and, you know, eyeball a camera where you know how many eyes are on the other end of that camera mm. having opinions on you. That is not an easy thing to do. I'm well used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well used to it. Now, over the next few weeks on the pod, we will be catching up with our fabulous judges, Brian, Arthur and Lorraine, who not only give out the scores, but they also guide the couples and us watching at home on how the different dances could be perfected. First up, he might have given up his glasses, but he's just as honest as ever. It is Brian Redmond, and I want to know exactly how he feels this season is going so far. It's it's really quick this year. I mean, you know, always Dancing with the Stars, it's a long run. It's a 10, 11, 12 weeks. But for some reason this year, it's just go, 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 go. And I think it's because it's been full on from week one. Mm. Great dancing right the way through the season so far. So I can't believe we're practically halfway through already. Are there characteristics in a winner that you're starting to identify in any particular couples? We've had so many different types of winners over the years. I mean, I'll use you as an example because you're sitting here. You were always somebody who put great performances in. But if you remember, and I'm sure you haven't forgotten, you did a lot of Mm dance-offs. So you nearly find yourself even as an onlooker. And that's what I classify myself as, going, she's great, but she's probably not going to win. And then in the final... 
you went and won it. So it's always very difficult to see um, and to tell what's coming up. There's definitely characteristics that you can see in terms of people that are improving, particularly in this mid part of the run. Where but is that what a winner is? Is it, the, is it the person who improves the most or what is the winner to you? I think the winner is two things. I think one, it's somebody who can put in good dancing but I think probably most importantly they connect with the public in some way now that could be you know like Nina Carberry for example was somebody that just people had a real fondness for I think maybe in your case it was that sort of transient votes that went oh maybe we haven't voted for Lottie but she's still in and you know what she's the best and they appreciate that characteristic as well and sometimes just pure admiration of what they're able to achieve dance was but I think you have to connect to the public in some shape or form I'm going to ask you something a bit controversial go on um because there's been so much talk about it on social media and we get questions into the podcast all the time about the scoring on the show. Yeah. In particular, the week where Suzanne Jackson got the same results as Kevin in in one of the in his routine. Can you explain to us how you guys give your numbers how you decide what markings you're going to get yeah I mean so for example first of all the three judges obviously work independently so in my particular case I scored Kevin I think was a six that week and Suzanne Jackson was a four but I will admit I did score Suzanne Jackson a four and also scored Leah who went home that week a four so it's still fair maybe not comparing Kevin to Suzanne for me but Leah and Suzanne and the thing is that there's a couple of things going on there First of all, you're not necessarily judging like for like because in a competition circumstances, all of the dancers are on the floor at the same time or performing the same dance style. So it's much easier to make comparisons. And in my case, particularly talking about the comparison between Leah and Suzanne, yeah, Suzanne did about a third of the routine and then sort of f- f- fell down the stairs metaphorically after that. But I still felt the overall performance level of what she brought, the technique that she had in the first third, whereas Leah just struggled with that dance. So it's difficult. And if you think about a situation as you can't judge retrospectively. So you give a score. Let's say, for example, I'm feeling massively generous and half the way through the night, I think that's a 10. And I give somebody a 10. And then three dances later, somebody comes on and is absolutely even better. Okay. So you don't get that opportunity to go actually comparing that to that. So it is difficult. And I accept that the public have their own opinions. And that's all good. And listen, they don't agree with us. They don't agree with us. That's all fine. But that's the point, though. That's what you guys are there to do. You're there to be the experts. And I think um, when you see people getting very passionately involved when it comes to the scoring... They they really do care about their celebrity that they've chosen to follow. 100%. For us, being totally impartial at all times is important. Is there a point in the competition, I know there are certain weeks that stand out, like movie week or orchestra week, where you think the, the weight and the realisation of the show hits them? I think it's around about now. You know, these mid-season shows are the important ones for me because the first couple of weeks, everybody's working off the bulls and the adrenaline of just being involved. When you get to semi-final, quarter-final stage, everybody's working off the bulls and the adrenaline of we're almost there, we're almost there. It's those mid-week runs where you see the people who've got the real determination to push through. Still four, five, six weeks to go but I'm going to give my all every single week. Looking ahead to uh, the dedicated dance week, what is it that you look for in a routine? Um, I think the thing in the routine, in, in terms of the technical dance thing, is, is always the same. 
just high quality dancing that's technically proficient and just to go on to that technicality thing we're not looking for technicality as a box ticking exercise it's not about they did the correct footwork they did the correct leg action is it they, no it's not it's about what that creates hmm, what, we're going to get artistic it's the technicalities that create the moments of beauty the challenge in dedicated dance week the emotion is the emotion to be open enough confident enough in your own character to be able to let us inside the audience at home wants to experience that emotion with you it's the week where I get closest to crying quite often <gasps> and if nobody does that to me that's a bad week for really? a death. Yes, I expect it. You know, uh, we all have gone through things in our life. Maybe not the same story that all the pros are telling or all the celebs are telling. But we've all been through things in our life. And a really great performance on Dedicated Dance you Week. You will connect. 100%. Guys, there is a lot of content on the pod this week. We are busy, busy, busy. So we are going to dive straight into our pod exclusives. Oh, I'm very excited. Oh, listen, you listen. normally you don't disappoint with this. I don't because I'm not here to disappoint. Well, I'm look, always here to win. Oh, that trophy really got her, guys. Really got to her. <laughs> okay, are you ready? We're go, ready. Go. Hit me hard. <laughs> Wiggate. <gasps> Shane and Karen. Yes. <laughs> they are dancing a Viennese waltz Ooh. to We Are the Champions by Queen. Wow. Wow. That's an interesting mix. I think that this is going to be a moment for him. Okay. I really feel like he's going to, we're going to see a different side of him with the Viennese waltz. And this is a powerful song, Lyra. Who do it you is. Think? Kevin and Laura are going to be dancing a paso doble Ooh. to Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Another interesting mix. This song and dance, I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, I'm also excited to find out why those dances and who they're for because it's dedicated dance week. So it'll have that emotional spin yeah, to like it. Yeah, like Smells Like Teen Spirit. I wonder, is he dedicating it to his younger self? I can't wait to see who everyone's dedicating their dances to. It's such an emotional week. We will literally be crying from the start to the finish. Who's going to cry? I mean, contestants are... I'm definitely going to cry. <laughs> no, He's definitely crying. I would say nearly, all, I'd say nearly all of them will cry. I'd say maybe so? Rory. There might be some tears there. Yeah. You know, Shane, Kevin, them all. Damien. Well, everybody, everybody's going to cry. Everybody. Everyone's but going. as we know... If Brian Redmond doesn't cry, he, you're not getting a 10 from him. You ain't getting it. You There's something wrong. you got to work harder. Get your pepper spray out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All the deets about next week's show for Dedicated Dance Week are, first up, Nobody Goes Home. Ooh, Immunity! Okay, nobody goes home. I love how you had to think of the word there for a second. I was going to say elimination. Uh, it's immunity! I love this because I think it allows people to push that little bit extra harder because it takes away the fear of the elimination. And, and, if I remember correctly, I think Damien said who, whoever is top of the leaderboard is then safe from unity the following week. Well, it's the couple with the highest combined points from the judges' score and the public vote. They're going to be immune from the first dance-off in week seven. Well, I, I'm going to use the F word. Uh, dance What's off. the F? Fun. They can fun. have fun this week. The competition's off but hang for on. one week. I just Let's go. Something. What? what? That means they know they're popular with the viewers, right? Yeah. Oh, hang oh. on. A fresh second. A fresh second. <laughs> so listen, they're, A, they're immune, and B, they'll know as the competition stand, they're the most popular 
We all know that this can go the other way. If people then know they're popular, they might stop voting. You actually thought me that. Another educational point. Thank you. I have experienced this reality <laughs> and before. now, let's just drop in the E word. Emotional? Oh, no, it's not an E word. What's the, what's the word? I'm dead. It's a D-O word. I'm not good at this. What's the D-O word? The dance off. Oh! Where is E coming in? <laughs> Sorry, the elimination. Elimination. <laughs> Educational. Listen, the dance... We're going to be taken off air some week know, for sure. The dance off is in touching distance. That is juicy. That really gives We've twists and turns. We've been in dance-offs. I, I mean, that. I went home and my first dance-off, you stayed. The dance-off Three. Is... Did you have three dance-offs lived to win? To yeah. tell the tale. Listen, I, I, think, I think I did the most dance-offs that anybody has ever done. Ever. Um, it's not nice. Pod exclusive. It's really, no, really it's not, not nice, nice to feel like you're the, the least popular at that time. Okay, Brian. No, I, listen, wow. I went home. Oh, you stayed. my God. No, but then you won and you were the most popular. <laughs> at least you were able to. It's not a nice feeling. It's in the back of their minds, though. This is what is on the way. The dance-offs. I just want to find out who's the most popular and how they react to it. <laughs> That is it for another week on the pod. Remember, you can subscribe to the Dancing with the Stars official podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or the RTE Radio Player app. The series podcast coordinator for RTE is Paul Moriarty. Will someone at least introduce me to him? He has a great selection of wigs. Oh, He's an enigma. Ready, you two? Three, two, one. Keep Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious.